Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today we'll have special guest, Justine Kwame. And believe me, you do not want to miss this. Be right back. Justine Kwame is a human being engaged in multiple roles in answers to names like daughter, cousin, writer, activist, and creative. Primarily loves swing between nature and the arts. Justine enjoys being called Professor Kwame by her students at Prince George's Community College, where she helps freshmen gain life skills necessary for college and personal prosperity. Between 2017 and 2018, Justine published two books of poetry. The first one was titled Tributes and Metaphors, and the most recent book was Truth Chapters, a collection of creative writing. Currently, she runs a blog centered around police officers who want to explore alternatives and rewarding life or career paths at KwameCreativeCourses.com. You can also get to that link in the show information. Welcome, Justine, to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Um, And I am so glad that you could be here today and we could talk about what you're doing these days. Now, I know Justine from a, a while back. She's helped me with poetry editing, and she taught a class for our Poets Connection Group for Living Poetry. And so I'm quite familiar with Justine. Uh, tell us what you're working on these days. Okay, well, I want to say thank you so much, um, Lisa, for inviting me. I really love to you know, work with other like-minded individuals when it comes to poetry, when it comes to, you know, just a love of English, because I feel like this is definitely, it's really an important subject, and, you know, maybe I'm slightly biased, but I really feel like poets and other creative people around the world, you know, maybe people like to think, oh, if you're into business, if you're a doctor, and all of these things, that, you know, you are really the most important, but it's really the artistic people, the literary people who, you know, our job is really to kind of give everyone a voice if they don't have one you know we're able to put our emotions connect with the universal human condition and to kind of give people a sense that you know how they're feeling makes sense because sometimes how you feel it doesn't make any sense to you but when you look at a beautiful piece of art or when you look at a lovely poem you know it just it makes everything easier for you to kind of understand what you're going through But right now, I actually teach at Prince George's Community College. I teach freshmen how to not only become academically savvy, but also just life skills. Um, A lot of my topics focus on emotional intelligence, you know, having that self-awareness, goal setting, you know, being very intentional and strategic in whatever you want your life to be. I'm also working on multiple poetry projects. Sometimes I get a little bit ahead of myself because I really love to be ambitious, but 
it's really just a very inspirational time for me. You know, we're all kind of going through this pandemic situation. And I feel like this is a time when if you are someone who's ever wanted to be creative or you were not before, if you're someone who wants to start a business, start anything, you know, this is the time because even though many of us are still being able, you know, many of us are able to go out, we're able to go to other places. Not every single country has a curfew or a really enforced quarantine. You know, this is still kind of like a very slow period, you know, so this is a time when you should be going within. And so that's really what I've been doing with my poetry really supporting my students and their life and just kind of, you know, helping to really build them up because it's very challenging, especially for a very young student, you know, um, in some of my classes, I have like 14 and 15 year olds and they're like, this is very stressful and it's frustrating because they really should be able to go to a physical campus that they can't and you know i'm a very tactile person i love you know when i read books i don't do the kindle <laughs> i don't really do you know a lot of that techy stuff so for many of them it's, it's a whole new world so I, that's what I'm, i really love to do is just inspire young people even inspire people my own age and older to just you know be exactly who you want to be and just know that this is your life and everything really kind of just falls into place, even when it seems like the whole world is crashing down. Right. <laughs> now, how did you come to working with the police officers and doing their career change? So my Kwame Creative Courses, I started out just focusing on specifically developing, you know, really creative actual writing classes for other poets, people who wanted to become more inspired, but I actually just, you know, found I had a really important, I guess, birth of inspiration, and I kind of just changed it, you know, and I just decided that I really want to help police officers who, they really don't want to be police officers anymore, mm -hmm. you know, like people who, maybe they just want to have a, a, a swift or maybe you know, swift or steady change, and they want something that is alternative to being a police officer and something that's more rewarding, you know, because right. you know, we see a lot of what is happening in our world today, mm -hmm. and I'm very reflective, you know, when it comes to other people, when it comes to what people are dealing with, you know, who I am, and also what yes. I you know, what I can do to help. And so I just really felt that this was the right thing to do. And mm -hmm. um, it's still Kwame Creative Courses, but really right now it's just um, a blog. And so every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I put out new content on just supporting, you know, any kind of person in, you know, police officers, or it could be someone in law enforcement as well, you know, mm -hmm. who just want some different ideas on how to change their career, but also how to have a different and a more fulfilling and rewarding life path. Because you right. know, being a police officer, that's one kind of job, and sometimes you might say, I don't want to do whatever I've decided to do anymore, and I want to go to a different, you know, different place. Right. Yeah. Well, that would make perfect sense. It's a challenging time right now to be in the law enforcement field, you know. So I think that could be very beneficial. That's very creative thinking on your part to come up with that idea. Tell me about your poetry. What are you doing with that these days? 
So I published two books of poetry. My first one was Tributes and Metaphors, and that was in 2017. And then my next, my, my most recent one was um, Hashtag Truth Chapter. And so I'll talk more about the most recent one. That one I really wanted to focus on, you know, what I consider to be my truth or more so like what I kind of have observed in the world, you know? So there are multiple chapters that are like short, um, short stories. And I talk about, you know, parenting. I talk about God and spirituality. I talk about, you know, people who have suffered from sexual abuse or even those people who are the ones who are doing the abuse and just kind of supporting, you know, based on my own, my own observations, my own feelings, also kind of bringing in what I've learned from working with multiple kinds of students in my life and what they've told me. And just, mm -hmm. I, um, you know, what would I say to someone who's experienced that? You know, what would I say right. to not only experience sexual abuse and to support them through that, but also, you know, recognizing that people who do those evil things, they have many times had those evil things done to them. Okay. And they could, you know, the cycle just continues and continues. Right. As the um the saying says, hurt people, hurt people. And so, you know, it's, I feel like in our society, sometimes we, we don't like these topics because they're very uncomfortable. Right very taboo and they they make they're not what you're going to talk about <laughs> at a dinner party like that but you know have all kinds of people who are just dealing with these traumatic events who don't know who they are because of the nonsense that other other people have done to them and so i you know i really feel for especially young people like you know high school I've had students who tell me that these things have happened to them by their family, by strangers, like, and honestly, you know, it's, it's very hurtful on my part, and I could, I could not even imagine what it's like for them, you know? Right, um, right. I also have another another part of my, my book that's just focused on, like, my poetry, and, you know, just kind of funny things, like, sometimes a lot of the things that I consider to be true, and I'm using air quotes, you know, it's not necessarily true, but it's more like just an opinion and what you reflect upon, what you see outside. And so this is more like a fun um, exploration for me in my own mind. Right. Okay. I picked one of your books for, um, was it, I guess it was in April, we read a poetry book a day. And one of your books I ordered and read for that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> featured it on, I think, Twitter or something like that. Yeah, enjoyed it very much. Can you share some of your poetry with us today? Yes, I can. I will. So I have like four. Um, okay. Okay. Yes. So this first one is called Acquired Tape. And I'm going to come up a video just because um, I think that basically everybody who is tuning in is probably just the audio. Okay. Okay, so acquired taste. She was an acquired taste. He could never hope to acquire her. Like salt, she made his mouth water. Like sweet, she sugared his palate. Her flavor was of the mental kind. Leaving spicy words of confidence and wit, he prayed his mind to keep her stride. He prayed his mind would not run out of air. 
when she was the daughter of Bloom. She was the greatest pleasure. Getting hard off her impressions, she was the silhouette and shape of intelligence. Her life didn't circumspect man. Her mind shot fires of cutthroat domination. She was a warrior's wet dream. She was an acquired taste. All her assets had bells, and none of them wrong for him. So that's the first one, acquired taste. Thank you. This next one is called Pity Party. So Pity Party. On the outside, I am petite. I am slow to age. I am reddish brown skin. I have big brown eyes. My nose is wide. My lips are shapely. My afros hinky. On the inside, I am a world, an ecosystem of truth. I am spiritual law, erected and executed. I am formlessly creative. I am spring, unstoppable, ever flowing. I don't need anyone's pity. I don't need anyone's goodwill. I don't ask for charity because I am not a hopeless case. I have no control over what you see. I am not responsible for your delusion. I am not employed to educate you on my true nature. I will not be boxed in to give you the shadow of status. I can say I will not be attending your pity party. That's the second one, pity party. And this third one is called outgrown. Grow out the past. Like black hair at the end of its reign, passing on the cup of life to white. Like weeds popping from healthy soil, pulled out by strong grips and progress. Grow out the past. Like Venetian blinds shutting eyes on the sunset, emerging from fresh water, Eyes first, standing for new life. That one was outgrown. And then my last one, and you know, before I do this one, I just want to, you know, reach out and just support everyone who has really lost someone from this pandemic or just, you know, people who have lost someone that was very and very important, you know, people they idolized, looked up to. I'll dedicate to those people. Right. The title is What to Do When All Your Heroes Are Gone. When life's nickname became pain and hardship, when trauma-filled days threatened all moments of peace, when loss and tragedy gripped hearts, squeezing the juice of joy by the throat, when sadness overwhelms and though you try, the light is covered, when your heroes are gone, what can you do? But marinate in the warmth of lesson, learn from the Save the sacrifices made on your behalf. Remind yourself of how your hero lived. Let the words and deeds of strength be enough. Recognize how blessed you are to have known them. Appreciate each of your small wins, leaving no success unturned. Love yourself as you love your hero. Save yourself because each hero learned from a hero who learned from a hero. Save yourself because you are the hero in your own life. 
Think yourself because power cannot be given but found in your human spirit. And those are my four points. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with us? Um, I think that, you know, when I reflect on where we are in the world right now, there are a lot of different energies around. You have, you know, positive forces, negative forces. And, you know, I think in reality, we need both the positive and the negative. You know, if you don't have the darkness, you cannot have the light and vice versa. But really just to know who you are, you know, like it's not necessary and it's really not right to follow other people. It's not right to compare yourself to other people. It's, I think that social media makes it seem like, oh my goodness, everybody else has such a great life. But you have no idea people could just be in the bathroom. <laughs> they could just be in the bathroom, you know, with special lighting and, you know, with someone there, you know, taking the pictures. And like a, a wall state, a screen table, you have no idea what people are doing to make they seem as if their life is, you know. But even it's if right. someone, you know, even if someone has a great life right now and they're living the life of their dreams, they're like in the Bahamas or something, you know, they are that's what they are in their life. And I think that, you know, many people, especially when I've read books and watched, you know, documentaries about people who are millionaires and such. They all talked about, you know, those that consistency they had, you know, how it was a really big struggle at times to not, you know, spend money foolishly, how they had, you know, many relationships were lost because the people who they thought were their friends really didn't support them. And right. so and I feel like I just want to, you know, end my, my part with just, you know, really love and respect your journey where you are and I've learned that regardless of what happens in my life like I can actually trust them you know it might seem like there's one stage where I really just want it to be over I don't know what I'm doing or things that way you know it feels very chaotic but you know when I look back I'm like okay life was actually showing me a lot of love you know life was actually really helping me to be strong you know, I mean, and I think that also sometimes, you know, life will knock down everything that you think is true because it wants you to get to that next stage. And sometimes, you know, you don't really know why everything is crumbling, but that's what you need to evolve. Right. That's what I would say. Right. It's kind of like, in a way, a reset button on life sometimes when we have all this stuff going on. and. I think people are starting to find out that some of the things that were so important are not as important anymore. And you know, I've just noticed a lot of more simplicity with life going on with people. And I love it. You know, I belong to like a food group and we share recipes and stuff because everybody's home cooking, you know. So people are finding out that they know how to cook and they didn't even know they knew how to cook. So... <laughs> They needed the pandemic to find the kitchen. <laughs> That's why I probably have all this extra pandemic weight, but who cares, you know? <laughs> it's important that I'm alive, right? <laughs> the main thing you need to be happy about. Exactly. 
Absolutely. And I think that's one of the, the bottom line things is be grateful that we have this air that we're breathing. Well, thank you so much, Justine. It's always nice to talk with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. If you would like to be on our podcast, please send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com. That's prolificpulse at gmail.com. Letting us know about your poetry book, about your poetry project, about what's going on, and we'd like to follow up with you. Send it, an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com. Thanks and have a good night. Bye-bye.